What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Frantic Thoughts Podcast, a video game podcast on my personal blog where I just talk about, you know, my feelings, my emotions, and video games and other things. Uh, so, usually on this show, it's just me rambling to myself in a, in a mic. But today, I have a special guest with me. Mr. At Blink, Blinkum on Twitter. Blink. Hey. I don't know. Hey, how, how's it going, man? How you doing? Going good. It's weird. No one ever knows what to call me because you just want to call me Blink. And I like everyone is good about having an online handle. Like they're like, oh, I've I've been this since I was thirteen, and I've always had Blink in my online handle. But it's been like, I've changed it like twelve times over, over time. So you can you can just call me Blink. Blink's good. Yeah. I, I like Blink. And I just say people call me Josh, but you know, frantic, whatever. Um. <laughs> So, obviously, I haven't had a guest on here. I actually looked it up before with a little pre-game chatter here. I was, like, kind of looking up, like, the last time I had a guest on here, and it was literally two years ago. It was August of 2018. So, you get the honor of being the guest of honor for two years later, I guess? I don't know. I feel honored. <laughs> All right, <laughs> but it's usually just, it's fun for me to sit down and just chill and chat to myself, so... Hopefully this isn't too awkward, but I do have something to break the ice, an icebreaker for brand new guests, because I want to bring more people on here. I want to talk to people that I interact with online. So there's this thing that I want to do called the big five. So pretty much it's going to be, I'm going to ask you five questions. They're always going to be different depending on the guest. And usually it's going to be five questions that kind of just pop into my head, but I actually wrote, wrote these down. So I had some preparation but anyway i'm gonna ask you some questions you're gonna answer and we're gonna have a conversation sound fun that sounds awesome all right cool so number one what's a game that you got the most addicted to oh wow i hmm if Please. we're just going by like our count it's probably starcraft 2 especially during like wings of liberty when that came out i was really into that's when i first saw twitch too so i was playing like i was laddering all the time i was watching streamers i was watching day nine for anybody that used to watch starcraft videos back in the day yeah, um, and he does uh the pc gamer show now which is cool yeah exactly yeah. yeah he's basically moved on to a bunch of other stuff but like i was watching him back when it was like blip.tv 480p webcam streams and stuff but but yeah i probably put a thousand maybe 1500 hours into starcraft 2 I, I never got above gold league i'm not good but i liked it yeah that's that's the thing about multiplayer games is i don't think I've, there's ever been one that i'm like super like badass at but i'll just keep playing them because it's a good time even if i lose a lot <laughs> <laughs> I, there's there's only one game that i feel like i was legit good at but i'm not going to tell you what it is unless it happens to come up in one of your other four questions so we'll see i'll save it okay this one's not a video game question number two it's what movie have you watched the most oh hmm you know i i watch there's a couple shows i watch all the time but i don't re-watch movies a ton it's probably okay. either like one of the Star Wars movies or maybe like Spirited Away or Howl's Moving Castle, one of the Studio Ghibli movies. 
Okay. One of those two. Oh, while I'm, while we're here, what's the TV show you watch a lot? Uh, the, it like cycles through, but I'm definitely one of those people that watches The Office basically on repeat over and over again. Like that's the the show that we fall asleep to at night, stuff yeah. like that. But I've I also, if I'm getting bored of that, I put King of the Hill on rotation, or Parks and Rec. I put on rotation a lot too. So I've probably seen those three shows in particular. I don't know. 20 plus times through each because they just sit in the background yeah that's always a fun thing to have and uh i'm gonna say this right here i have never really watched like kingdom king king of the hell ever i never watched even a full episode i don't think oh really oh man i know i'd be curious for you to go back and check it out now i don't know I, I don't know how the humor would land with someone that didn't watch it 20 years ago like it, I still think it's super funny, but part of it's because I'm just really familiar with it. Mm-hmm. So, it's on it's on Hulu. I think it's still on Hulu. You should check it out. It probably is. Uh, it honestly, I think it just I was a little too young when it first came out. I mean, I wasn't like I don't even know how when did this come out. It's a '90s show, right? It came out in the '90s, like late '90s, early yeah. 2000s. So I was like anywhere from age nine to twelve during this time maybe <laughs> something like that so at the time i probably would be like yeah this is boring and watch like you know hey arnold or spongebob or something you know at the time oh all right. yeah because I, I was a kid i remember there on like our our local channel 29 there was a block from six to eight at night that was mm-hmm. an episode of the simpsons an episode of king of the hill another episode of the simpsons and then an episode of that 70s show. So they like, they tricked me into loving King of the Hill because I wanted to watch Simpsons as a kid. And yeah. just over time, I I ended up liking King of the Hill more. Yeah, Simpsons is great too. I mean, it's a good show. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, let's do number three. All right. Okay. What is the game that you recommend the most? Like anybody that, you come to, that comes to you and says, hey, Blink, what game should I play? You would recommend this game instantly. Oof. Um, it it. If I'm not gonna ask any follow up questions, hmm. probably Journey. But usually, I I ask people to tell me, like, give me a like what preferences genre, they have. Give me a game yeah. you like, and I'll find a similar one. But if it's just like completely, totally random suggestion, I'll probably go with Journey. That's a that's a solid answer, honestly, because. Watching uh, Rusty stream that a couple of weeks ago, that was pretty awesome. And I played that game a couple times. And can you hear my cat in the background? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know it was a cat. It just sounded like <laughs> I don't know someone was rolling dice or something. She's playing with like a bottle cap or something, probably. <laughs> uh, he's crazy. Anyway, um, that game's awesome. Like it, it's it's definitely a transcendental experience. I would it- say. It is. It's. I haven't played it through a ton of times. I think I've played it through twice, but it. I think about it all the time, and I always tell other people to play it, especially if they've never heard of it at all before. And yeah, watching Rusty stream, it was awesome. I remember he got done. Like we, we watched the full playthrough. He had the appropriate reaction, which is that he loved it. And mm-hmm. immediately, me and my girlfriend were like, "We got to go on a walk around the neighborhood because there's a lot of there, there's a lot of." feels to unpack after watching a full playthrough of journey especially someone that hasn't played it before yeah and i i have played it through 
one time and then I played it when it came out on PS4 again to try to get all the collectibles and all that. And every time I play it, it's just it's just amazing. It gives yeah. you all the the emotions. It is the best. All right, so no, question number four. One song you can always jam out to. Okay. Um I just I'm just putting you on the spot. Well, yeah, but that's the beauty of editing is I can think about it for a second and it'll sound like I had a genius answer right off the top of my head. Well, now that you said that, I won't edit that out. Oh, <laughs> well, all right. That's fair. Um, let's say I'm going to go with prob- I'm going to cheat. I'm going to not pick a song because the whole album is important as a cohesive unit. But the album Scenes from a Memory by Dream Theater is one of my favorite albums of all time. And it's a concept album, so you can so everything's linked together. And yeah. that whole thing is just so full of like solid melodies and catchy hooks and stuff like that. Yeah, I I, I like that one too as well. Really good. Are you a Dream Theater fan? Yes. Uh I love pretty much any prog rock. So. Oh, see, I, I don't listen to a ton of it, but Dream Theater's been one of my favorite bands for a long time. Scenes from a memory in particular. And like their albums that came out around that time, like Train of Thought and um, I'm blanking the name. Whatever has Metropolis Part 1 on it, those other albums. I, I can't think of it either, honestly. <laughs> um, but um, my favorite band of all time is Kohe and Cambria. I know they're a little more pop rock and more rocky, but they do have a lot of prog rock influences and stuff, which is fun. Uh, so I don't know. I love the genre, and that's a really great al- album, and it's, it's a solid pick. So, last one. This one's really, really random. Well, these all have been pretty random. So, yeah. Number five. What's your favorite candy? Uh, any sour gummy candy. So probably sour punch straws. Give me that pucker. Yeah, and and not hard candy. Like warheads are fine, but it's like sour. Um, gummy worms or sour punch straws is my go-to. Nice, and um, I love sour. I love sour sour candy. Like, but I have to be in the mood for it. Like, I literally have on my desk right here. There's these things. I'll show you on the camera. It's called smog balls. I don't know oh. if you had these, Mm-mm. but they're like addicting. So I try not to eat too many because I'm trying <laughs> to eat like somewhat healthy right now. But like, they have like this hard candy shell on the outside, and then the middle it's like a soft like gummy basically and it's sour and then sour again so it has two different flavors and yeah really good nice so one of my favorite like uh, guilty pleasures i guess is eating this candy but yeah so um i'm not sure how how good the big five went how'd you feel after that i um if i'm if i'm to dictate whether or not you use it again on future guests if you subject them to it i'm gonna mm. say yeah Go okay. forward. It is a solid segment. Sweet. Yeah, I was thinking like, eh, just five questions that pop in my head. Why not? <laughs> and, and like, you didn't, I didn't know any of the questions, but you did tell me you were going to say the big five. And so I was like, oh man, he's going to be like, what's your favorite movie? What's your favorite game? So it's good that it was more, more random curve yeah. questions. Yeah, I thought, thought that would be more fun because I feel like, when you listen to like a show like this and they bring a guest on, they ask them questions like that. It's like, what's your favorite game? Like, Tell me right now. Stuff like that. But uh, I thought it would be more fun to just be a little out there. Yep. I dig it. Yeah.
So, how's it going? What you been doing lately, just in your life? How's it been going, man? It's been going pretty good, I guess. Um, I mean, I've been doing the same stuff I always do, which is playing games, streaming them now, um, going on a lot of walks. Like you, I'm kind of trying to eat healthier. I'm more trying to move every day. Like, I've been pretty inconsistent about exercise, even though I have like a really obvious way to exercise because I have an inner groove machine. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to every day either play in a groove or ring fit to trick myself into getting exercise. And then I go for a bunch of walks too. Like I probably walk an hour most nights. That's cool. Like that's a struggle with me because um, I like beer. I'm not going to lie. I like beer <laughs> and I, it's, it's, it's really high in calorie and you know, it's not good for me. And then I know it isn't, but you know, there's something about like, getting off of a really long shift and just cracking up a beer for me like to chill out i kind of like it mm-hmm. so it's been kind of one of those things where it's like okay cut back on that cut back on my snacking and it, it's harder than it, it it sounds like it should be easy but it's not it really isn't i i know when you get into like a routine of having a certain snack like every day or something breaking that habit is actually a lot harder than you think it is yeah and i i I think I get into the most unhealthy snacks ever because <laughs> I like Doritos and uh, Flaming Hot Doritos specifically, but I make it even more unhealthy for myself by dipping it in sour cream <laughs> because okay. why not? Let's just add the calories and add all that horrible stuff into my body because what? why not? <laughs> That's solid though. If anyone's never had that, Doritos and sour cream is actually pretty good. Doritos and Top the Tater, if you've ever done that, is also really good. What is that top? What is that? I don't even know what that is. Maybe that's like a regional northern Midwest thing, but it's it's a chip dip. Usually people have it with like wavy ruffles and oh, it's yeah. just like a sour cream and onion chive oh, dip okay. basically. Sounds good. But if you I, I like dipping them in sour cream, dip them in top of the tater because it's also real good. Thankfully for me, my one like horrible vice that I can never avoid is coffee and that's not too unhealthy for me. Like I should probably drink more water than coffee, but at least it's not like tons of calories, just whatever the half and half that I put yeah, into it has. And I, I do, I do energy drinks like mm. not every day I work, but if I start before 5 a.m., I'm like, I need something, you know? So I do that and I'll do cold brew uh, coffee too. And I, I try to keep it black, just cold brew straight up. Um, I've got a taste for it. Yeah. So pretty much lately I haven't been doing a lot. Like I've been chilling. Like doing video games. Uh and I feel like when I get home off of work, it's like, what do I do right now? I just got like two or three hours. Alright, let's try to pack this full of something, you know. So I, I try to play some games or watch a show or something I'm into. Mm. Um and I've been working like a lot of hours this summer, so I've had this hair that's been growing out like crazy. <laughs> which a lot of people have seen. It's like this ridiculous fro. And I kind of was on the polykill discord. Like I want to cut this off. I'm going to cut this off. Cause they do these, these like hangout sessions every so often. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of chilling with them talking on the, on the cam with them. It was like, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about just buzzing it off by myself. Screw it. I'm going to do it. And, uh, Travis, uh, from polykill, he sent me flippers. Um, like he I, mailed them to you. He literally mailed me clippers <laughs> And I was like, I was joking like the whole time. He's like, 
his he his whole mission was like, I'm gonna get Josh Clippers today so he can buzz his hair on stream with us. And I was like, Okay, sure. And then like a few days later, I I thought he was joking this whole time, right? And a few days later, um Sierra, my fiance, she brings me a package and it's clippers. You know, they're kind of like uh, not the expensive clippers or anything, you know, just basic clippers. I was like, all right, screw it. I'm going to do it myself. So I went into the bathroom and I picked my hair up and I tried to shave my hair. The clippers were pretty good, but the guard I had on only took off such amount, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't think I can do this on my own. I think I'm going to screw it up. I think I'm going to look horrible. So I messaged my mom and I was like, okay, mom, I need you to cut my hair. So I went over to my mom's house. She used to be a hairstylist uh, when she worked full time mm. and um, she did my hair. So, but yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. It was like literally in the mail, just randomly <laughs> a pair of clippers there. I did uh, not know that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty funny. It was interesting. <laughs> it explains um, if your mom's a hairdresser explains why it looks like a legit cut. Like you, it looks solid. Yeah, it's it's faded and all that uh-huh. good stuff. So I mean, I was like, yeah, just cut it short and I'll just let it grow out again. But yeah, uh, I I made a big deal about it, which I think I have a bad habit of doing that sometimes. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna make a big deal about this situation. To cut my hair, to make a big deal about it. I don't know. It's just I'm just weird like that. I guess. I mean, you literally use hype man in discords and stuff. Like you're good at hyping up your own life. Yeah. I mean, when I um. When the whole world fell into isolation, my my hair got super long too, and mm. I ended up, my girlfriend ended up getting sick of it because she said I looked like a a stereotype. I had like hockey hair going on, oh in yeah. The back, so she just pulled up a YouTube video and grabbed a pair of scissors and like learned how to cut my hair, and she basically did a better job. Like I I don't get like, fancy haircuts or anything. I just go to Fantastic Sam's or whatever's nearby when I need to get it cut. Mm-hmm. But she did a better job than they do. And I kept telling her, like, well, it's not going to matter if you mess it up. I, for anyone that knows me, I, I wear a bandana 99% of the time, so it's going to hide under the bandana anyways. I'm, I'm just going to ask, is that just this thing you do? Is that just something you've always done or what? I, I'm just curious. The yeah, I've been doing it. I, I couldn't really tell you why I started doing it, but for the last, like, 10 years, I've always just worn a bandana. Just, just had a habit. Just feels right. Pretty much. Yeah, well, back then it was more, I think, like, in some attempt in my early 20s to have a sense of style. Mm-hmm. And then since then, I've just come to really like wearing one. Especially because I have very thin hair. Like, I'm not trying to, like, hide a balding hairline or anything. Like, I'm destined to go bald anyways. But before it was falling out, um, I have really, like, light, wispy hair. Yeah. And so... I'd be walking, like you'd walk just from like your car into a grocery store or something. You heard the, like, fly the back. tiniest gust of wind that <laughs> no one else would even notice. And my whole hair would shoot straight up. And so I just got so sick of that, that wearing a bandana presses it down. Plus, yeah. then you get to like accessorize. Like you can see, this is just for you, but you got to match it to the colors in your shirt. You have a purple yeah. shirt, purple headband action. And then you had like the, what was it? The Bastion one on? doing your stream yesterday too mm-hmm. just random things like that that's kind of fun yeah I like that yeah uh for me like my my hairline is going back like i used to be like probably here like no one's gonna see that maybe an inch shorter than longer than it used to be like it used to be here or so mm-hmm. but my 
it's in my family. My little brother, he's, he's not little. He's two years younger than me, so he's like 27. But um, he's pretty much bald already. He's not even 30 yet. Um, <laughs> I feel kind of bad for him. Like, dude, I'm sorry. Like, I wish I could do something about it, but I can't. But yeah. That's just, we're all, we're all, most guys are just destined to go bald. You just live with it. It's all good. Yeah. Like, I I told Sierra, I was like, man, my hair's going back. She's like, no, it's not. She's been, I've been with her for 10 ish years a little bit more probably now and i was like she's like no it's fine i'm like you just see me every day that's the difference like if you didn't see me every day you would realize that no it's been going back for probably the last couple years so yeah exactly Uh, but yeah uh speaking of uh crazy incidents today i had a beer pallet fall on me yeah what what uh what happened there so um some people know in that listen to this podcast but if you don't i do beer distribution and merchandising for a job uh, it's a very soul-crushing job it's a very time-consuming job but hey i need money so here we are um today i was working and somebody stacked a pallet really wrong and the entire thing fell on me well not really on me but in front of me and i spent over two hours getting covered in beer cleaning up all that mess and it was not a good time yeah, I saw the picture in the Discord, in the Otaku Brothers Discord, and I I feel bad for you. It was an ugly sight. Yeah, so let's just say I picked up a case of like IPA, like the smelliest IPA you can think of, and <laughs> it looked like a completely normal case, and all the tops popped off and exploded all over me. Oh. So I smelled like really stinky IPA. I was thinking like... I'm going to be driving home from work and I'm going to get pulled over and the boss, the the boss, the cop's going to think I'm drunk or something, you know, because I, <laughs> I smell like beer. But yeah, um, I didn't get in trouble. It happens at this type of job. But yeah, it's a crappy situation. <laughs> yeah, that's never fun. I had I used to do overnight stock at a grocery store and I once had a wasn't necessarily something I did, but I had a pallet of uh, pasta sauce tip on its side. That was oh yeah, that was brutal. Yeah, I have lots of stories from working overnight. <laughs> um, so basically, before we close, because we would start the shift like around 10 p.m. and the clo- store closed at midnight. Mm-hmm. So I worked overnight groceries. Similar idea, I was stocking shelves and stuff. Probably like 10 plus years ago now. But there was these two like I guess hooligans, like young kid, young guys, like assholes. They walked by and they pushed the pallets over. Oh, like two different pallets. They were already leaning a little bit. But they literally just both of them, one pushed the at one and one pushing the other right in front of me. They just went, pushed the whole pallet over. And one of them was all dry food, so it wasn't too bad to clean up. But the other one was like hand sauces and like pickle jars and like oh. mayonnaise and all sorts of crap like that. It's all mixed together in like a slurry almost. I would have picked one of those jars up and just quarterback spiraled it into the back of one of their heads. <laughs> they did it and then they were just gone so fast. Like... I told my, they call them stock controllers because they like do the overnight like management stuff. I was like, went over to him and I was like, to my stock controller, I was like, dude, they, those two kids just pushed those pallets over. And he's looking at it like, holy shit. And they couldn't find the kids. They left like so fast. So, oh, yeah. dang. So we couldn't even like make him pay for anything or make him feel bad or anything. They just like booked it. So yeah. No justice that day. No. All right. Enough rambling. We need to talk about some video games, don't don't you think?
Okay, so I think we're just gonna kind of go back and forth on some games we've been playing lately. Does that sound fun to you? Yeah, sounds good. Uh, according to our beautiful doc here, we've both been playing Fall Guys. <sighs> yes. How do you, how, what do you feel about Fall Guys? I, I think this game's amazing. What do you think? I think it is incredible. It it It's the perfect game to come out right now, right? When everyone is still, like, in theory, should still be isolating and they're all stuck in their houses to have a game that's just like bright goofy colorful fun it's the perfect game and i i probably end up playing an hour or so on average every couple of nights and it's like it's always a ton of fun i remember the first day that we were playing it me and my girlfriend we were both just in stitches we like i was laughing so hard that my throat was getting sore because of all the like (laughs) goofy stuff yeah, I don't know. What? How are you feeling about it? Oh, I, honestly, it's not my favorite game of the year, but it's gonna be like towards the top for me because it's it's a battle royale that feels like it doesn't really have a lot of pressure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't mind when I lose. Yeah, I don't. I don't care if I lose. Which most battle royales, I'll be like pissed. Like I worked all this time, I did all this loot grinding, like finding all the specific weapons and like all this armor and stuff. In this game, it's like, oh, the the derpy bean guy fell off the side of the cliff. That's kind of fun. Okay, <laughs> I'll I'll do another ma- a map or so. You know, like it the mission. Can't talk. The rounds last like maybe like eight minutes, ten minutes, something like that. Yeah. So it's like no time investment. So if I mess up on the second match, or you know, I play a team game that's the tail game, and I don't get the tail on. Three minutes into a match, I can just do another one. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. So it's been a really cool game, just kind of like kick back to like, all right, I'm just going to pop on this game for 30 minutes and play like three or four matches, see if I can get a crown. And then every time you get a crown, it's like a re- it's like a harrowing moment. You're like, hell yeah. I kind of mm-hmm. defeat defeated all the odds, all the random like encounters, all the like, it, it does have some RNG to it. I don't feel like it's like fair sometimes like yeah i don't i don't think you're supposed to get like really good at it i think you're supposed to sometimes just kind of randomly get knocked off because that's all in the fun of how the game's designed yeah and then people are saying oh i got i've seen people online say oh i got 20 crowns i'm like yeah you probably just play like 20 times more than i played you know what i mean to get the crowns how many crowns do you got so far uh six well i yes yeah six i almost got a couple more last night but i i whiffed it yeah, I did that last night. I was playing. I got four so far, which I've been. T- I tweeted up to three, and then I was like, okay, after three, I won't tweet anymore. Like, I feel like I'm being <laughs> braggadocious, you know, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I got one more after that, the day after I got my third one. But last night I was trying to play, and I got to the Hexagon game, and I feel like that's my game. Like, I feel like I can, like, kick ass at it. And I just completely whiffed a jump and I felt Mm. horrible for like two seconds. And I was like, eh, it's fine. It happens, you know? Yeah. That like adrenaline spike in the moment hits and then you're like, ah, we're good. We'll just play another round. And yeah, I I try. I feel like this game is good to ration out because I, I mean, there are only what, like 25, 30 mini games maybe in total. Yeah. I think it's like 25 and they just added one more. So let's just say 26. Yeah. And so you see the same ones a lot. And so I feel like if I was to play it like two, three hours every single day that I'd start to get pretty sick of those. And Mm -hmm. because the game is just like such goofy fun, I want to spread out 
the length of time that I really enjoy it. So I'm trying not to just like constantly binge it and make that the only game that I play. Yeah, it's a good like supplemental game. Like, yeah, you play your main game for a little bit. Oh, I got 30 more minutes or an hour. Let's play a little Fall Guys. That's kind of how I've been playing it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, And they have a season two coming out, but it's not until October. So it's like, OK, they're probably not going to add much more till then. So it's like, eh, just play a little here and there. But yeah, I, I think it's just the art. Any everything from the art style, I feel like it has a really cohesive like look to it and like fun look to it. And then the outfits are just really fun to like <laughs> kind of accessorize your little derpy bean guy. Like have stars and heart. I like I, I like to make him like the most obnoxious looking character you can think of. You know, so I'll get like the raptor head, with like pajama pants, and then like orange and brown, oh, orange and red, like glowy you know, symbols on my body and stuff. Just like the most goofy looking character I can think of. You that's know? the whole point of the game. I, they have some cool skins in there too. I, we have one that's like a, like a topography map, like showing different like heights of land basically. So we use that pattern with like a fake fish tank for our stomach. You can, you can get some cool stuff. Yeah. And it's just a matter of time until they add some like Taco Bell, like stupid Taco Bell merchandise or like give it to KFC, <laughs> KFC like uh what's it you know uh Colonel Sanders skin or some weird shit like that I'll, I'll buy to an extent I won't buy a lot of skins but if there's one that's like you know that looks cool I might buy it you know a couple bucks here and there give me a cheesy gordita crunch skin I'll buy that in a heartbeat like a Baja Blast body like your whole body is made out of Baja <laughs> Blast yeah why not <laughs> for sure uh what else you've been playing man uh next one is probably Mega Man Legends. So mm-hmm. I had never played this game at all until I decided to to start streaming it. And so I chose it because without going like too into the specifics, some friends and I have a challenge where we've put together this list of 30 games and we're trying to play through see who can play through all 30 of them first. And yeah. this like came up on that list for me to play. And I knew nothing about this game. I didn't even know like what genre of game it was other than like, I know who Mega Man is and it's been like a ton of fun. It, I was surprised that the whole game is voice acted and it's just like got this beautiful, colorful art style. It it feels very much like a PlayStation one game, which is a, a compliment to it. Yeah. I was watching you stream some of it and I just think it's like really charming. Just mm-hmm. all in all, like the character models and just it's, Kind of silly, but kind of self-serious a little bit too at times, which I think is fun. Yeah, all the characters are like, uh, cute is probably a good word for it, right? Like their designs are cute, the enemy designs are cute, even the voice acting is like charming. It's Mm -hmm. just like, it's a feel-good game. Yeah, that's a a really good stream game too, because you can kind of just like enjoy it and still like chat, talk to your chat and stuff. Yeah, Yeah, it's not too demanding. Honestly, you're not even in combat most of the time. A lot of the time it's just spent running around like exploring and talking to people see like there's a lot of like old school i mean i guess that is old school playstation that doesn't seem old school to me kind of like, <laughs> i know and, but yeah i mean that's there's some old school games like that it's like i would probably never have thought about playing that as a kid or i couldn't afford it as a kid or whatever but it's kind of cool to like see people enjoy it nowadays or you know dive deep into like old school games because i don't know man like I feel like I should play more retro games because like 
I have a collection. Like it's not the greatest, biggest collection ever, but I don't feel like I play enough classic games like that. Well, see, and it, like how you define retro is kind of weird. But I've like forever, I've never like. <laughs> How do I describe it? Like some people, you know, they grew up and and then at some point they hit in like their 20s or maybe their 30s and they're like, oh, I want to go back and relive my childhood. I'm going to go back and play all those old retro games. Mm-hmm. And it was never like that for me. I always just a new generation of consoles would come out and then that would be one more generation of like possible games that I could play. I would always leave all my old ones hooked up and everything. So I just, I don't know, there's there's 30 years of good games and I can't possibly play them all, so it's very random what I might end up pulling out and playing from, like, any year. Yeah, I, I, I see that point of view, but I'll just be honest with myself. I always want the new hotness. Like, <laughs> the new stuff comes out, I'm like, I want to get that. But there was, like, a explosion of retro stuff, like, during, like, what, 2010, 2012, 2011, somewhere around there. Yeah. When the Cartridge Club started up, that's one point, like Pete Dore and uh, all-gen gamers, all that stuff. I was kind of like consuming all that stuff. I wasn't really like super into the community at the time, but like I got like super deep into like, all right, I want to get like every console possible hooked up to my TV (laughs) so I can play all this old stuff. And now I kind of have that, like, you know what I mean? And this is like occasionally I get the bug to play an older game, but I feel like sometimes... Sometimes I just want to play the new stuff. I don't know. I just I just feel like I don't get a retro bug as I as much as I used to. I wish I did though. See, I don't get the I don't get the new stuff bug as much. Like I probably only end up buying if we're not counting like new indie games, like if you're just looking at AAA games, maybe 5, 6 new AAA games a year. And usually I because usually I'm like wanting to maximize what I spend. And so I'll wait until they're 20 bucks on sale and then I'll pick them up and play them. So I'm That's already a smart thing times. to do. That's a smart thing to do. Like sometimes I'll buy a new game. Like, okay, good example. I bought doom eternal on Xbox one. I played for like four hours and then never beat it. It's just mm. sitting over here on my shelf. And now you could probably buy the game for 20 bucks at this point, you know, and Hey, I probably should have waited three months and played through that when it got on sale. But Hey, I bought it brand new. Yeah. Well, and you never know if you're going to play all the way through, right? It's it's tricky. And you, I mean, if you're playing stuff, new stuff as it comes out, one advantage you get there is that it, you're part of the conversation while that game is in, like, the cultural zeitgeist. I go back, like, I'm, I don't know, I'll probably start Horizon Zero Dawn or Spider-Man before the end of the year because the sequels are coming out on PS5. Yeah. And I'm going to be playing those for the first time and everyone's forgotten about them by now. No, I'll, I'll talk to you about those games. Those <laughs> games are awesome. So don't worry about that. All right. Um, but yeah, man, like, like a good example. Oh, I, Death Stranding was the one I was thinking of. Like, mm-hmm. I wish I would have been there when everybody was like talking it up at when it first started because like I played it this year, like earlier this year before all the craziness happened. Actually, like I feel like I played Death Stranding before Death Stranding happened in real life. I don't, I don't know if you've actually played Death Stranding, but I mean, yeah. I know enough about it. That game, <laughs> like, it couldn't have timed the theme of that game better than the theme than the, about the climate it came out in. Connecting people and people can't be together because uh-huh. of the situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, having to cross giant gaps to see people that are kind of like isolated. I don't know. It's, it, it, it sounds a little familiar. 
but yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> um, pretty much played that before after everybody like rode that hype train, you know. So it's like I feel like I'm kind of in the void. Like this game was fun, I liked it, you know. And then a couple of people are like, "Yeah, it was cool," but I wasn't part of like that initial surge of everybody talking about it, which I think that's kind of fun. But um, yeah, it, like that's not my main reason to want to play a game, but it is nice to. You know, if you have some thoughts and you throw them out on Twitter or whatever, that other people are playing it at the time and they might bounce stuff back off of you rather than yeah. playing it way later. And then everyone's just like, oh, yeah, I remember that game was good. That was fun. Yeah. I, it's a that game right there. I mean, that's not the main reason I played it. Obviously, I, I love Kojima's stuff. I love his weird, quirky sense of you know, direction and storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, But. It would have been nice to have like a couple people like, "Hey, let's let's talk about this. Let's deep dive on the themes." Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so another thing I've been playing, uh, I actually played a random stream a couple days ago. Uh, this little indie game that I saw on Twitter called the Teenage Blob, <laughs> and uh, it was weird. Like, it, sometimes I just see something on on random Twitter feeds or something that someone's retweeting or just like randomly, you know, on online like. I got to try that game out. And uh, pretty much somebody put out like, it's kind of like Siren or Wild Hearts where they made an EP mm. EP and like a, a game to go along with the EP. Heck yeah. I would say this game is probably not as in depth or like maybe as developed as that game is because this game kind of looks like flash animation. Like it looks like somebody went in and Microsoft uh, paint and made some characters and stuff. It really has that look to it. It's kind of like, kind of like, early flash game looking to me okay but but it's fun because it's basically six tracks and each track has like a little mini game to go with it there's like a skateboarding one there's a guitar hero ripoff one <laughs> and the music's really good it's kind of like a pop punk style band um kind of had almost like an offspring feel to it oh, okay and yeah and I, I just thought the game was pretty pretty fun and i thought it would be a really fun game to pop on a stream for I think it took me 40 minutes to play through and it was like four bucks, I think on steam. So it's just like one of those games where I just looked at it. I was like, you know what? Four bucks. If it sucks, it sucks, but it ended up being pretty fun and charming and uh, worth the playthrough, In my opinion, did that come out this year? Like, is that a new game? Yeah, it came out like last week, I think. Oh, so. would you recommend it? Like, is it worth picking up when, when, when you compare it to Sinar wild hearts, my, my attention is immediately peaked. I'm not sure if it's as cheap as I'm making it out to be, but uh, <laughs> I could look at it. But I think that it's only like a few bucks. But yeah, it's I think it's worth it if if you want a like 30 minute like silly thing to play through. And I feel like I'll play through it again someday, you know, just mm. to like I'm going to look it up. It's $7.99. I think it had like a launch discount at the time when I bought it. But yeah, $7.99 and it's 40 minutes. So going if you're going to pay the eight bucks, you know what you're expecting maybe wait for a steam sale might be a little cheaper but you pretty much um pretty much an artist made an ep and then an indie studio made uh little mini games to go along with that i thought it was a good time that's cool I'll, i probably will check it out and a, a game that's short like that is perfect if you want to stream it right like you did because you can just yeah. play through the whole thing and give everyone a feel for the whole game basically and that's the criticism i get a lot it's like you only stream for like 45 minutes, Josh. Like You do. You need to start streaming longer streams. I know. I need to like actually like carve out time and plan ahead. But, you know, 
maybe I will. I I will. It'll happen. I'm sure. Yeah, you better. <laughs> All right. What else you've been playing? Uh, the other Speaking... game I've been playing on stream is yeah. a ROM hack of Banjo Kazooie. So it's it's called Banjo Kazooie Jiggies of Time, and it's mm-hmm. a ROM hack of Banjo Kazooie meets Ocarina of Time. So you play as Banjo Kazooie, but it's in all the different worlds of Ocarina of Time. And they've all been completely reworked to be like functional 3D platformer levels. And there's so much to this game. Like it is straight up like a sequel to Banjo Kazooie or Banjo Tooie. Yeah. I, I've been, I haven't caught every single moment of all your streams, but every single time I pop in for an hour or two, just watching you just like discover all these like little, like there's such an attention to detail in this game. And then like, I feel like they have like, I feel like they're us. Like we're huge fans of Nintendo stuff, right? Yep. So I feel like it's us making a our dream game, kind of. You know what I mean? Like they have so <laughs> many little, like N sixty four box art, just like randomly throughout the world. And then like there's like a Metroid Prime scene sitting there, like Metroid. You know, Samus playing like you know whatever. What game was she playing? She was playing something. I forgot. She was, but yeah, she was like playing Super Metroid or something like that. Or she was yeah. playing Donkey Kong and Super Metroid is in the background. Yeah, something. You know, meta like that, like looks. You know, it's it's crazy. I, I thought it was the music's really cool too. Like it's like they took the banjo instrumental and like put it to all the ocarina music, which is really cool. Yeah, a bunch of remixes and stuff. And like you said, it has a ton of Easter eggs in it. Like even though you're in the ocarina of time worlds, like the, I don't want to spoil too much for people that might be interested in it. But like, there's other references to other games too, including other yeah. Zelda games. Mm-hmm. yeah the one you were doing i won't i won't spoil it either because i feel like this is actually worth playing yeah um but yeah it it just has like a really like thought out you know experience i, th- I think that whoever made this game spent a long time putting it together i feel like it must have been a few years in the making at least oh definitely yeah and i think it was a small team the the main guy's name is i think mark kirko k-u-r-k-o mm-hmm. um and if you look up his YouTube channel is where you can find like some playthroughs of it. And then the instructions on how to like patch the ROM if you want to play it yourself. But yeah, they, they clearly spent a ton of time on it. Even like the, like the dialogue that randomly pops up that like Kazooie says, or that Grunty might say is very referential, but like written in the style of those old games. And yeah, it's 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 crazy to play because you know you remember back being in fifth grade, sitting out on the playground, talking with your friend, and you're like, "What if you could be like, what if you could play as Banjo Kazooie, but like in Hyrule Field or in Hyrule Castle?" And then mm-hmm. this just is <laughs> that, and and it, and it plays exactly like you'd want it to. Yeah, it's. I'm not sure if I was the one who recommended this to you, but I feel like I kind of was because I remember like seeing the trailer and putting it in the Discord. Or one of the discords and like, hey, this looks really cool. It it was but, half you, half um. There's a streamer that I follow sometimes goes by the name Author Blues who said like, he basically was tweeting out and saying, this is more than just like the novelty of putting banjo into these other environments. Like this is a completely redone game. Yeah, and you've been putting some time into it. I feel like you've been playing at least ten hours so far. I think we ended yesterday at like 12 hours and it's involved. Like the last dungeon I was in 
was you had like a glyph going like you had to figure out like a secret language (laughs) you can see on camera i have a whole second language written down and we were like learning chess moves and like learning all these different things like it felt like playing i don't know like fez or the witness one of those games where you have a pen and paper and you're like solving puzzles separately outside of the game so they they kind of play with the 3d platformer formula a little bit too they they do cool stuff yeah and i i don't have like a lot of experience with modded games like i used to play a lot of super mario world roms which i i think i told you in one of your streams mm-hmm. but yeah i used to play like there's there's some games like this like for that scene which would be like brutal mario which they like include like metroid metroid stages and mm-hmm. like castlevania stages and stuff into super mario world like sprites and like you fight like you know mother brain in super mario world stuff like that mm. during that game um so th- this kind of reminds me of that but i feel like this is one of the most in- involved mods i think i've ever seen yeah i i really don't play a lot of rom hack stuff because i don't like this is the first time i ever even downloaded an n64 emulator for my computer just yeah. because i have so many other games that i want to play that i usually don't feel like i have time but this one I don't know. P- combining two of my favorite games ever into one game is just too enticing for me to ignore. And yeah. and even having not played a bunch of other ROM hacks, I feel like you can tell that this is definitely one of the like most fleshed out, most robust ones that's probably out there. Yeah, it's a really cool scene. But there are just so many other games out there, like yeah. uh, the Tony Hawk HD 1.2 <laughs> demo that just came out that was a really rough uh segue wasn't it yeah, anyway is, good so i i already know i'm gonna buy this game but why don't you sell me on it anyways okay let me just tell you the first thing that's important about tony hawk is they nailed the feel it's perfect like it it's not perfect i guess that okay. <laughs> back perfect, up a little bit but it's not perfect it's it's perfect what it's basically what you remember tony hawk playing like if you play them side by side, you're going to notice some differences. Like yeah. um, the angle that that you do like spin tricks and stuff is kind of a little bit different. It, it kind of feels a little different. Like I was noticing when I was first playing that I was falling a lot. I'm like, okay, I'm decent at Tony Hawk. I'm like, I know I'm pretty okay at this game. What's going on? But then you realize that it's just the the momentum and the speed of the, the twists and stuff like the, you know, 180s 360s whatever so it's just a little different and the landing is just a little different but once you get the hang of it you're pretty much just playing tony hawk again which Mm. is pretty much what we want right and it it, kind of just gives me that nostalgic feel and um i got kind of one night i was like you know what i want to get over 1 million points Mm. and you know uh, not even combo points i just want to get million points in warehouse do a whole line that (laughs) and i ended up getting like 1,500,000. 1,500,000. I was like, hell yeah, I did it. So now I'm like, all right, I think I did enough. And then I kind of just like see it on my <laughs> Xbox. I mean, I mean, PlayStation XMB or whatever. Like I want to jump back in there and try to get like a million point combo. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's kind of one of those things where it just kind of like gets ramps up more and more because in the demo, there's nothing really. It's just go into warehouse for two minute sessions and you have four songs that play on loop and just skate which is fun for now 
<laughs> but I wish it was the full game with all the challenges and everything. So I feel like it, I actually kind of like delete. I deleted it off my PlayStation because I feel like if I keep playing this over and over and over again, I'm going to get a little burned out on just at least that stage. And that's the first stage of the game. So I don't want to go into the game and be like, I'm already burned out. I played this stage a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. It's Tony Hawk and it feels a lot better than any Tony Hawk has in probably like a decade. So that's what you want, right? You said that it has the first most important thing, which is the feel. But does it have the yeah. second most important thing to Tony Hawk, which is Superman by Goldfinger? Yeah, and that's the first song that plays yes. when you turn the game on. I think they they know. They know. They know, they know that's what we all think of, right? Like you can't hear <laughs> yeah. that song and not think about Tony Hawk. It's like, yeah, you wanna you wanna uh, listen to this, uh, Superman and do some Benny Hanna's. You know, you, you gotta go in there and do that. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, I don't know how cool I missed thing- this, but I didn't realize until like the other day that it's it's Tony Hawk One and Two. Like I thought yeah. I was just getting a Tony Hawk One HD remake, and I was excited. So when I they put the a second one too, I'm pumped. They put a trailer out, like they showed Barcelona, they showed the UFO UFO stage, and all sorts of stuff. Oh, so it's like pumped. it's gonna be good times. And the thing they do in this game, which I appreciate personally, is they have different moveset options so if you just want to play like classic tony hawk 2 style you can select that if you want if you're like a purist Mm. but for me i don't mind having the revert and the wall plants and all the stuff that comes later on in the series because they add all that in there to make the you you can have the craziest combo you can have a five million point combo (laughs) if you're good enough you know in the first tony hawk for original playstation they didn't even have manuals in that game did they and nope. those are really important to stringing together big combos. Yeah, and I think this the second one added manuals, and then the third one added reverts, which basically you go down the ramp and then you can flip your board around and <laughs> keep your combo going, you know? so What I hope they do, and maybe you saw this in the demo, is I really want them to like encourage competition between friends. Like They'll probably have leaderboards, but it'd be nice, especially if they had like... You know, you're creeping up on your friend's score. It shows it down in the corner, like how many points you are away from beating their their high score on this level or something like that. They might do that. I know there's online multiplayer, so I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't know if it's going to be just like competitive, like let's do graffiti. You know, you play graffiti, right? Where you have to like yeah. color color different parts of the environment depending on what character you are. Um, maybe they'll have some score challenges like that. I don't know how the leaderboards are going to work, but I think they know what they have and I think they know what they're doing and they want to like make people like keep playing it. And I have this feeling that they're going to eventually add more add on content, you know, like, Hey, here's the Tony Hawk three map. Why not? Oh, you know, I mean, Tony Hawk one is what I'm like, probably the most nostalgic about, but Tony Hawk three is the one that I probably actually played the most. So I would love if they did like DLC for three. I've played every single game, like I, I beat every single game back in the day, but the one that I think I played the most was Underground, which I i don't know if you've ever played the storyline. I actually thought it was a pretty cool storyline back in the day. Uh, I, I might have played it back in the day. I mostly played one through four and then stopped at that point, really. Yeah, there was like a villain in that game <laughs> and he was like an asshole kid. And he like stole your skate tape and all this stuff like competed in your hometown for like the biggest line ever made and can you know captured on film and stuff like that it was <laughs> it's over dramatic but I, I loved it back in the day all right yeah all right so that was tony hawk um what you, what else you've been playing man i i see a couple of little little indie gems here yeah even. 
So the Nintendo Indie Direct was it was was it the Indie Direct? Was that the name of it? Yeah, I think it was just uh or was it Indie World. Indie World, that's what it that's was. That's what yeah. it was. Okay. Um they showed a couple different games. One of them was Takeshi and Hiroshi. I don't know if you remember seeing this game, but this is the it's in like, it's like stop claymation, claymation yeah. style. Yeah. It looks like the old like Rudolph Christmas cartoon and stuff. Frosty. Mm-hmm. Um and it's an interesting game. It it's pretty short. It's like an hour long and you you are you play as the older brother who is Takeshi, I think. And you have designed a game that your younger brother's playing. And it's a JRPG. And so as he's playing it, you're trying to put together groups of enemies that will challenge him, but not it won't beat him or won't be too easy. Like like it'll be a tense fight, but he'll win every time. Yeah. And then you're just like trying to kind of string that together. It's the the art style does a lot and the game is very cute. It's like a feel good like brotherly love type of story the gameplay is fun i think it's good that this game is only like an hour to an hour and a half long because they don't really add a lot of mechanics it's kind of like you do the same thing the whole game so it's it's fun for what it is but it's it would have been cool if they added some like extra stuff on top of it too did you beat it yeah yeah it's it's pretty short it's like an hour and a hour and a half maybe okay so you recommend it yeah, it's it's ten bucks right now, and if you're down for ten bucks for a just like a cute movie length game, go for it. If not, definitely when it's on sale, it's worth looking into. It, if for no other reason, just because there's not a lot of games that use that art style, it's it's cool to see. Yeah, I it did catch my eye, but I was like, I wasn't sold, but maybe I'll check it out. I mean, it looks pretty fun. Yeah, I I think you dig it, but it's probably a wait for a sale because just watching the trailer you get the idea and there's some parts of it that are a little bit frustrating but mm. but it, it's worth it just to see all the cute cutscenes and stuff yeah i i love that it's a it's really uh like charming i guess i keep using the word charming today but yeah, yeah. that's pretty much what it is <laughs> um and there's another game here what is this evergate i, I saw the trailer for this what do you like it or yeah so this uh, the best way you can describe it is like if Ori in the Blind Forest had Super Meat Boy levels, basically. So the art style really looks like Ori in the Blind Forest. It's a 2D platformer, and the main mechanic is that you, at any point while you're jumping, you can stop or slow down time, and you shoot this beam of energy like in whatever direction you're pointing the control stick, and you need to get that beam of energy to go through these crystals that are on the map and connect a crystal to like this flat white panel that's on the wall. So it's kind of hard to describe, but the idea is you're trying to put a crystal between these special walls and you. And then when you break the crystal, you get like an extra double jump basically. And so you're navigating the levels by like double jumping off of these crystals by destroying them with an energy beam. And it ends up like, uh, building mechanics on top of that too so you end up there end up being crystals that create static platforms or crystals that create fire that burns down parts of the levels stuff like that it's it's very much that type of game that i like like a super meat boy style hard levels are only 12 to 15 seconds long 
somewhat execution heavy, but it's a little easier than like a Super Meat Boy is. You're kind of speaking my my uh, <laughs> my language here, video game language, I guess. No, I, I love that Super Super Meat Boy style. I've it's it's one of my favorite games too. And Celeste, mm-hmm. that's another game I go back to and play all the time. Um, but this the art style was pretty nice. I, I just seeing the trailer, I thought it actually was pretty appealing. Yeah, it it looks good. I mean, it looks like. Ori, like it's hard not to draw the comparison. It's pretty clear that they were inspired by that, but yeah, um, and, and it has that music style too. Like it has a lot of sort of like melody, sweeping, heavy, sweeping strings and stuff like that. Yeah, and it it kind of remind me of the power attack in the original Ori, where you do like the opposite jump. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's pretty much what it reminded me of. Yeah, that bashing thing that Ori does. The bashing Imagine thing. Yes. That, yeah. If you rather than your character bashing if you sent out like a line of energy that could bash off of anything that connects to that line of energy and that's basically the idea that's why nice. i keep comparing it to ori cuz it's like i i cannot imagine a world where they did not play ori and say like oh we could we could combine this with super meat boy <laughs> yeah i mean hey it works it, it's pretty do fun you, do you think it it's worth playing though checking out for sure yeah i'm yeah, i'm having yeah. a lot of fun with it and it's it's a super easy game to uh, just like pick up and play a couple of levels. Every stage that you do, there's different challenges. So you don't always need to break all the crystals, but if you do, that's one of the challenges. And then they have like par times to beat the level in a certain amount of time, stuff like that. And when you complete enough of those challenges in levels, you unlock these relics, I think they're called. And those give you like pretty substantial upgrades for just being like extra things so they'll be like oh your jump is 70 percent higher or every time you launch off a crystal you get another double jump so it completely like mechanically changes how you play and you can you can equip different ones to sort of fit your style so i have a couple little games i'll just throw out here just to wrap up this section and we'll get back to the indie direct kind of talk about anything else that stood out from that afterwards Mm. Um, but there was a game you recommended to me that you said specifically I should play, which was Hyperdot. Yeah. How was, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, Geometry Wars. Um, it, especially the second game. I feel like it was the best balance of like all the different mechanics they had. They had a lot of really cool little mini games in there, mm-hmm. like different styles of Geometry Wars. The first one's a classic. I played a ton of it, especially on my computer. Uh, when i was in college like i had nothing else to do i'm like i'll just play some geometry wars yep. um but the sequel was really cool and they added like a lot of really cool mo- modes including pacifism mode which is basically just avoiding enemies and you can't shoot mm-hmm. and that's pretty much what hyper dot is it's uh, you're a dot and there is shapes coming at you and you have to dodge them um with different like mechanics kind of layered onto it as you get further on into the game which is fun. Like at first you're just dodging different things and then you get ones that home at you and you have to dodge those. Mm-hmm. And then you get like a map where you have to like be in a certain, certain area and get a percentage up to a hundred percent while dodging everything. And then sometimes they're like, okay, he here's a giant field and it's black and dark. And then there's 30 or 40 guys coming at you and you have to dodge them all. And you got 30 seconds. Good luck. <laughs> you know, it gets a little more difficult as you go through, but, um, all in all, it's a really, been a really chill game. I think I'll end up beating it after a while. I think I'm on like, I think it's like 67, 66 stages, something like that. 
Yeah. And I'm on like 40. So I'll eventually beat it. And I, I thought it was really cool. It's, it's, it's a good it's recommendation. Good yeah. Um, I was I was literally just watching you stream, just playing it the whole time you were streaming. Like, eh, this is a good time. Have you on a different monitor? <laughs> That'd be a you hard doing game your... to, to watch a stream while you play because you, you can't look away from that game for even a split second. Yeah, you're, you're getting jiggy with it over there, <laughs> playing your jiggy in time, and then I'm just sitting here playing my uh, little uh, um, kind of. It's it's a it's a really chill game. Uh, it it's on Game Pass, so it's kind of hard not to recommend yeah. if you like that style of game and it's free. And uh, yeah, it was cool. I I appreciate the recommendation recommendation on that one. I I like it. I'm definitely gonna see it through. I think. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna. I have Forager on here. I uh, I wrote it down. Um, it's kind of like a Minecraft like 2D. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I'm just gonna go to Minecraft. I've been playing <laughs> Minecraft a lot. Uh, there was, I think it was Wednesday. Me and Sierra were both off, right? And uh, Ryan from Ataka Brothers, he set up a Minecraft server, and me and Sierra kind of got in a hole. We sat here and played Minecraft for like six hours straight. Oh, the other day. Yeah. So. I got in. I got a bug in my head. Like it's been kind of sitting in my brain for a little while. Like I want to make a bob grinder on the server. So I helped her clear a landmass. Like get like a lot of stone the other day. So pretty much this game can be kind of sadistic at times because you can build literal machines that kill a bunch of item uh, like creatures and stuff to get different materials. Oh, yeah. So pretty much the you kind of cheese the system a little bit because anywhere there's a dark area bad guys can spawn like you get skeletons zombies the creepers of course you've seen mm-hmm. and um spiders so i was like all right i'm gonna make a mob grinder so basically you build like kind of like a a sandwich layer cobblestone thing and then i had this specific way that the mobs will spawn in and then a, a little circuit will go off which i made a circuit with boats which I'm not even going to try to describe how to do this, but pretty much it basically activates this, uh, this machinery every so often to make this water go out. So basically all these mobs will spawn on this pad for like maybe 30 seconds and then they'll get flowed out and then they'll drop to their death. This is and, like, this uh, is like mad scientist stuff. Pretty much. Yes. This is pretty much... This is late game Minecraft. This is pretty much if you watch any like I know I know you're not a Minecraft guy. You're not this isn't your style of game. Yeah. I know you're not a huge survival guy. But if you ever watched like a late game Minecraft streamer or Minecraft YouTuber, whatever, this is all they do is they make grinders. They make like these crazy things to get <laughs> a ton of materials. So basically I set all this up and it and I was like, all right, I want to make it perfect. And it took me probably almost that whole six hours to do. And it works amazingly, and I'm like, okay, I got all this gunpowder. I can make like a bunch of TNT. I can make a bunch of string, and can it, it gives you like a, a bunch of materials. But yeah, we just got. I kind of got into that that hole, you know, a game that you mm-hmm. like a lot, and you kind of just like get sucked back into it. And that game is, you know, literally infinite. You can keep playing it forever. So when you get something like that in your brain, it's just kind of hard not to finish it up. So it was cool. It was a good time though. Me and her, she was sitting back here. Um, I'm gonna sit on my on my desk right now. I was playing here. She was back here. We're just kind of chit chatting, talking about whatever. Just playing Minecraft. Good times. It, that sounds good. Right now, actually, as we're recording, they're doing a Minecraft speed run on Games Done Quick. So yeah, and that's always fun to watch Games Done Quick too. 
And even though this year has been digital, I've been enjoying times I've been tuning into it. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, all the yeah. time. Super good. All right, so the next section, we're going to be talking about the Indie Direct and then probably wrapping up the show. yeah there was a nintendo indie direct um what was it like last week sometime yeah i don't know what day it was and, and there is a rumored big direct coming did you hear about that it's coming at, supposedly on the 28th yeah let's begin a big one i yeah. hope i hope that something cool gets announced I'm, I'm ready for one for sure i've been ranting on here like i feel like every episode i'm like nintendo where are you you know it's so. been so quiet from them i know i mean i love it when they do these indie directs though because mm -hmm. um i'm always on a quest to find more indie games how about you exactly the same yeah love them yeah yeah and um what's the one that stuck out to you like out of all those uh little indie announcements um okay this one is not one that stuck out because i haven't played it but because i'm excited that it is out now and that's a short hike they announced for switch and i immediately went and repurchased this game and played through it again a second time because it's yeah. just like such it like this has kind of been a theme of a lot of the games i've talked about i guess but this game is so just like positive and sweet and easy to just sort of coast around in and enjoy the the upbeat attitude for it's and it plays really good on switch so if you haven't played a short hike before i'd, I'd recommend anyone to go pick it up it's not that expensive either it's like eight bucks it's like what eight bucks yeah yeah I played this on Epic last year, and uh, it was kind of one of those things where it's just like, I heard enough people talk about it, and I seen the art style, and I was like, I gotta try it out. So, I just echo everything you just said. It's it's a hundred percent must play in my book for sure. Yeah, I ended up playing it. I was bummed actually. I played it on your recommendation, but I played it just like slightly after the year that it came out in, so it wasn't on my game of the year list. But it would have been if I had played it not in like January. Yeah. It it's just it, it the writing's really good like all the characters in the environments always yeah. have something fun and quirky to say and then it has a little bit of a storyline it's not like super pertinent to everything but it does give you the feels at the end too which is really nice it's very very encouraging game like all the characters they like they have you know problems that they're trying to solve but everyone is pretty positive about it and like all the characters are like encouraging each other to do well yeah which is it's it's perfect uh, I feel like this gets said a lot right now, but it's perfect for this time. You know, we need all the like positive vibes we can find, right? In this unprecedented time, <laughs> in the in these times <laughs> we find ourselves in. Yeah, um, there's also one I was excited for was Grindstone, which I have never played, but I've always heard there's always been a positive buzz about it on Apple Arcade, and I don't own anything Apple, so it's mm -hmm. just like it's um it's an action matching game i guess basically mm -hmm. it's a match three game with rpg elements to it um it's by cappy games which i think they make really great games so it's just kind of like i've been wanting to play it and then now it's coming to switch so i was just pretty hyped to see that i'm like oh cool this seems like a really nice mobile you know uh mm -hmm. switch game to play take it off the dock and sit down on the couch watch a show and kind of grind away on grindstone i only played it for like an hour 
but I played it when it came out on Apple Arcade, and it's fun. It was very satisfying to, like, quickly chain together big lines of enemies. So yeah. I think you'll dig it. it it's kind of... I, I I like that style. It I don't always like that style of the game, but when one catches me and, like, grabs me, I feel like I can play it forever, so... It was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else stick out to you? I mean, you already talked about two. Yeah, so, so Evergate and Takeshi and Hiroshi both stuck out, and I played those. The other one that I saw that I personally really want to play is Raji in Ancient Epic. This looks like basically kind of like a Prince of Persia-style game, but it's all in like Indian mythology, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And it just... I don't know. I, I, I like uh, Sands of Time a lot. That's one of my favorite original Xbox games, and I thought the Super Nintendo Prince of Persia was pretty good too. And I feel like we haven't gotten a ton of games in that style. And the gameplay I saw looked pretty cool. It seemed like there was some fun platforming and some decent looking combat. So I, and it's not a setting that you see too often. Um, you see a yeah, lot of it's like Japanese made by history, a, but yeah, sorry. I, I was just going to say it's made by like a whole group of Indian developers too, right? That's yeah. pretty much the point they were trying to make. And I do want to give kudos to this whole direct. I think it had a really cool layout to it because it would show you a trailer and then like a minute or two of dev talk. Yeah. And then they say, and then they give you gameplay like for like a minute or two. So it's like, here's actually what the moment to moment looks like. I think they did that for every single game. So you kind of actually know what the game is when you get out of there. You're like, Oh, there's like six games there that I actually know what they play like. And that actually seems like something I could get into. Yeah. I hope they stick with this format. Cause I, I mean, it made me want to go buy some of the stuff right away. Like I don't always go out and buy the stuff when it comes out that same day, but because I saw gameplay on a lot of them, I was immediately like, Oh yeah, let's go check out a couple of these new games that just released. Yes. And last game I want to talk about is manifold garden, which I actually bought on PlayStation. I haven't tried it yet. I haven't played it. Um, I heard about it last year on PC and a lot of people talked it up and it's kind of like a anti chamber, like yeah. where you have like a, a weird environment that changes and does things that you don't expect. And it's in first person. It's a puzzler game. Uh, Have you tried this game? Yeah. I also played it on Apple arcade for a little bit. It was, it was a little tricky because it is basically like, you know, anti-chamber or portal. It's like a first person puzzler. So it's a little tricky to control on iPad. At least it was for me. Yeah. Um, But it, uh, it's trippy and the puzzles aren't too hard and it's really low difficulty because if you like mess up platforming and fall off the world you fall down and then fall from the top and land back on the platform like the whole world connects to itself so you can't actually lose and actually sometimes you use that to your advantage to solve puzzles like you'll take big leaps and like fall through the cycle of the world like six times to land on top of the building you're on and stuff like that that's cool. That that kind of reminds me of Portal, where you do like a portal in the ceiling and then on the ground, yeah, kind of, exactly. where you make the momentum and stuff. Okay, that's definitely the game I was expecting. So, looking forward to playing that. Yeah. A- anything else here? I think that was about it. Wrap up that indie direct. It wasn't too bad. I thought it was a pretty solid direct, but it wasn't like mind blowing or anything. But there was some st- cool stuff there. Yeah, a lot, a lot of things that I. None of them were like, you know, if they had announced like a Super Meat Boy Forever release date or something exclusive to Switch, I would have been freaking out but all the stuff that they did announce i was like yeah cool i'll go check that out pretty solid yeah i'm, I'm waiting for that meat boy release day too we uh, all are. 
What do you What do you think about that? Like uh, Infinite Runner version of the Meat Boy. What do you think? Uh, I'm okay with it. I like yeah. a couple of Infinite Runners. Like I like Runner, <laughs> Bit Trip Runner. That's the name of it. Yeah, that game's all three good. of those are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, did you watch this DC stuff today? I don't know if you did or not. No, tell me about it. I saw everyone was blowing up online. Something about Suicide Squad. Something about Batgirl. So you'll have to you'll have to break it out for me. Okay, I'll fill you in and uh, wrap up the show. But ba- basically, Batman. So people are mad. Some people are mad. <laughs> the internet's mad. Uh, surprise, right? Uh, so Warner Brothers, uh, WB Montreal, been teasing this Batman game for what two years probably yeah. something like that court of the owls uh the name came out a long time ago as a rumored gonna be called gotham knights and that ended up being the actual name of the game mm-hmm. but the thing the game the trailer starts off with is batman is dead oh oh no so pretty much you play as the red hood uh batgirl robin and the red hood did i say red hood twice yeah no oh, i did <laughs> um what's the fourth one uh nightwing okay, okay. yeah there we go yeah I was like, wait, what was I forgetting? Anyway, uh, pretty much you got, it's not a co-op game entirely. It's uh, you can play single player or with two people in co-op in these missions. So pretty much you go into mission and uh, it's after Batman has died and the factions of the different villains are taking over Gotham and you have to stop them. That's pretty much the basic idea of the game. It looks like they're adding some more RPG elements into the game because as you fight the bad guys, they actually showed like a 12-minute gameplay segment or so. So they showed uh, you they showed it from the point of view of Batgirl, and she was going through doing stuff, mm-hmm. and um, numbers were flying off of people's heads, which really never happened in the original Arkham series. Um, so it looks like there's going to be stats. Like you're going to have to you know, level up each character individually, like give them different loadouts and make the characters kind of yours, which is kind of fun. And a lot of people were worried that it was going to be like a games as a service type of situation, kind of like, you know, Avengers that's coming out. And this one is not actually focused on that. It's more focused on the storyline and the world. There's going to be events that they're going to add to the world later on. They're going to patch in like, you know, some kind of crazy events and stuff. But um, what it looks like to me just from watching the gameplay, hearing what the devs had to say, it kind of looks like they're going to go for a Shadow of Mordor nemesis system. Okay. So so say, like, you go to the region that's frozen over, and it's like the, you know, Mr. Freeze area, and there's, like, a big bad that's Mr. Freeze's main henchman that you don't defeat on the first one. He'll get more powerful, and you have to beat him later on. I feel like it's going to be something like that, you know? Okay. If you ever played Mordor, like, you try to beat one of those orcs, and then, you know, they always have some ridiculous name, like, I don't know, Rufus the un, unpow- super powerful orc. I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't think of anything creative yeah. right now. <laughs> uh, but pretty much it would be like that, like, I think. And you try to take take back different regions of Gotham from the bad guys. I feel like that's pretty much what it's going to be. And it's going to have a story that runs through it and has the Court of the Owls in the background, which is like the secret organization in Gotham that was introduced in the new 52 line like Mm. 10 years ago when that came out. So pretty much what they are is like this like shadowy organization that kind of like basically runs Gotham, even the bad guys and everything. And they kind of like play the bad guys and the good guys like chess pieces and stuff. It's, it's a really interesting storyline. And a lot of people are complaining because 
the comic storyline is it kind of revolves around Batman and Bruce Wayne and uh he's not in this game supposedly he's dead right so a lot of people are like how can you have the court of the owls without Batman but to me I can appreciate that because the Arkham series isn't really like one-to-one to the comics you know it's really different it branches out so I think it's gonna be a pretty fun game um has that Arkham look to it a lot I feel like they use the same engine probably just you know bring it to the next gen and from what I can tell it's actually a sequel to Arkham Knight Mm. they had some there's a huge thing to talk about in Arkham City and in Arkham Knight which is the Nightfall Protocol and they actually bring it up in the trailer so and I guess slight spoilers for I mean spoilers for Arkham Knight he he supposedly dies at the end we're not sure it's kind of ambiguous Mm. Of Arkham Knight that Batman dies so this might be a continuation of that which I'd be interested to see where the story goes I hope it is yeah. like standalone enough I haven't played one since Arkham Asylum so yeah yeah so I'm just kind of like rambling about this but that's okay that's okay well, no <laughs> but it, it sounds I, cool I mean you, it feels like games need to use that nemesis system that people keep talking about so it's nice that one's finally coming out and the RPG stuff sounds like maybe a little assassin's creed odyssey type modern RPG. yeah that, that's what i'm feeling like because all the arkham games do have skill trees already and you can level up your gadgets yeah. and all that stuff i feel like it's just that but a little more in depth that makes sense you know and yeah so and then they came out after the fact and had like a little press release of course like they always do and they said you know it's single player unless you choose to have a co-op partner so you can still play with ai if you want Usually there's going to be another character teaming up with you doing these missions, you know, so if you're playing as Batgirl, you'll probably have the Red Hood there doing something. AI or your friend can come play with you. Mm-hmm. So I feel like for me, this is going to be a good game to to play and enjoy. And it's as uh, the guys that made uh, Arkham Origins, which is a game that I've played a couple times, but I've never beat. But I thought it was a pretty good Batman game. So I'm looking forward to that. And um, they also... We're talking about Suicide Squad kills the Justice League, which did you see the trailer? You probably haven't seen no, it. No, no, right? no, no, no. Okay. Uh, basically it's Harley Quinn, modern Harley Quinn, you know, so it has the kind of like the costume from the movie King Shark, which you're a giant shark that walks on land. That's crazy. <laughs> He's a mobster shark, which that's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, Captain Boomerang. <laughs> That's, a, re- that's yeah. a real villain. That's a that's a real villain. <laughs> that's yes. Awesome. Uh, this one looks like he's using kind of like a modern Captain Boomerang, so he actually has some powers. Like his boomerang has like a teleport to it, so he can teleport and attack people and stuff. Mm. It's kind of fun. And then Deadshot, which he's you know a marksman, like the best shot on earth. You know. Mm-hmm. So the premise of the game or premise of this trailer that they showed is they're kind of chilling on a rooftop. They're trying to, they're beating bad guys, but they don't know who the big bad guy, bad guy is. They're like, there's this big mark that we're supposed to have. And it's Harley Quinn. You know, I think it's actually the classic Harley Quinn voice. It sounded a lot like the original, like, uh, you know, animated series, Harley Quinn, uh, Tara strong. It sounded just mm-hmm. like her. I don't know if it is her, if it's not her, that she does a really good impression of her, <laughs> but um, pretty much they showed, them on a rooftop, you know, BS and joking and quipping. And then uh, they're like, oh, we don't know who the big guy, bad guy is. And then they see Superman flying with somebody like, oh, Superman's saving that guy. 
And then he literally looks at the guy and then like laser beams him in the face and kills him. Oh. And they're like, yeah. So and pretty much showing that you have to try to kill Superman and the Justice League. Hmm. So I don't know where this is going to go. Uh, they did have a little dev interview after after the fact that you play the super Suicide Squad trying to kill the super the Justice League. And they said that it's ambiguous. Like, how can these people that just have basic normal powers or no powers at all kill like these crazy gods? But then they're like, that's the mystery. We're not going to tell you. That's pretty much what they said in the dev interview. So I don't know. The art style looks a little more, I wouldn't say cell shaded, but it looks a little more lively Mm. and a little more colorful. They, They add a lot more color compared to like the Arkham series. So, and it looks like it has a fun tone to it. So I'm looking forward to both the games on different, you know, hype levels. I think I'm a little more hyped for the Gotham Knights game, but both I'll, I'll definitely pick up probably at least close to day one, if not day one. Yeah, I'll, well, I'll see how the reviews are. Did you say who's ma- it's, who's making the Suicide Squad game? Is it Rocksteady? It's Rocksteady, yeah. So they made all the Arkham games. Yeah, okay. So so they know what they're doing. Yeah. And the, the thing is, is like, it's a game as a service, which people were complaining and worrying mm-hmm. about the first one. That's going to be a game as a service. So this is a co-op game and it's going to have live updates and, you know, all the stuff that comes along with that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to add a, we'll add the Superman. You got to kill Superman this month. And then this month we got, you got to kill Wonder Woman, I guess. I don't know how it's going to work with this game, but yeah, I don't know. maybe not my style of game. Maybe it is. We'll. You know, we'll wait and see how good it is when it comes out. I won't, I don't want to knock it now just because of it being a game as a service. Yeah, it's two years out too. It's 2022. They they did say that's 2022 and then uh, Gotham Knights is next year. So. And of course, with all the stuff going on, who knows? That might even get pushed even more. Yeah. So you never know. But I'm looking forward to both games and I'm just glad to know what the, what Rocksteady's doing because I feel like it's been kind of like a secret for so long, you know? Yep, exactly. And I kind of trust them on whatever they're working on. So I haven't like, I'm not super familiar with Suicide Squad, but as long as it gets decent reviews, I'll probably pick that one up sort of on studio recognition alone. Yeah. it It's one of those things. The movie kind of sucks, but like <laughs> the characters are actually decent. Like the, in the comics, I'm not like the biggest comic buff ever, but I have like a passing interest in comics. Mm. So I'll read uh, different runs and stuff. And I did read the new Suicide Squad run that came out like a couple years ago with the new Harley Quinn and everything. Uh, And I personally find it entertaining to see him through. And it's the same group. They actually had had somebody else in the group. I think it was Deathstroke was in the group Mm. too, which I don't know if you're a big comic guy. Not really, or no? No, no. I mean, not, not that I'm opposed to him or that I don't like him. It's just I've never really found time to read him. But I've heard that the reason people were bummed about the Suicide Squad movie is because it didn't live up to the comics, which had a really good run. Yeah, there was a really good run there, and I it was like I think it was twenty something issues, and it was is really entertaining. And it, they weren't killing the Suicide su- <laughs> I mean, killing the Justice League, like killing you know Superman or whatever, but they were doing a bunch of different missions for the government agency and Amanda Waller and all that. And I, I thought it was a pretty entertaining storyline. Hmm. If the, the characters are, can be written well. So I've seen them being written well. And I know that rock city just really loves DC lore because playing like Arkham city, especially 
that game is just packed to the brim with not even just batman stuff like every mm. dc lore you know so i think they they know what they're doing yeah all right, all right so that's my spiel on the dc stuff <laughs> <laughs> uh we'll uh listen to some jams and then we'll wrap up the show sound good sounds good So, Blink, did you enjoy being on the Frantic Thoughts podcast today? I loved it. Did you enjoy having me? Eh, no, I had a good time. <laughs> it was hey, fun, man. I, I appreciate I, the honesty. <laughs> no, I had fun. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I was looking forward to this all day, not going to lie. Um, so, if people wanted to find you on the interwebs, where could they go? Uh, probably the easiest spot at this point is to look me up on Twitch. So I'm streaming three days a week on Twitch, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and that's twitch.tv slash Blinkoom, B-L-I-N-K-O-O-M. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel, and I'm on Twitter on Blinkoom on both of those. But if you go to my Twitch page, I have links to both of those in the like About Me section, so that's a good starting spot. And you're on every single Discord uh, known to man. I feel like every discord i'm in i feel like i see you that's so like how we hanging met, out basically is i kept being like damn every time i'm in a discord you keep showing up here in the same discord <laughs> yeah pretty much we have similar tastes <laughs> in good podcasts yeah for sure uh and obviously you can find me at frantic society on twitter uh frantic thoughts every other week cartridge club ever so often i just did the yoshi's island podcast which kind of inspired you being on as a guest here because i feel like we had pretty good rapport there like you know well good and that's a good episode so check that out i had fun doing that and i don't know i do other stuff here and there there might be something coming up you, you never know with me i'm i'm all i'm all over the place crazy world a lot of podcasts yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right guys so thanks for listening to this episode this fun and amazing episode of frantic thoughts and I'll see you later on. Bye. Bye. All right, that's good. This episode's Frantic Frequency is brought to you by our good pal, Blink. His choice was Mine from the Sayonara Wild Hearts OST. This song's a banger, nice and short and sweet. I think you guys will enjoy it, and I'll catch you guys on the next episode of the Frantic Thoughts Podcast.
don't know how long we've been going. Oh, it's been an hour already? Wow. <laughs> You're going to have a long episode of Frantic Thoughts. That's fine. That's fine. As long as you you're having a good time. Heck yeah! Time. I, I was just thinking that your uh, your little icon doesn't make sense anymore because it doesn't have the gnarly fro. I know, and then I sometimes I'll just shave this off too. But this is mostly just just it feels right to Dude, have. That's some ASMR kind of, right there. This. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's like the goatee thing. I've had it since I was like seventeen, probably so over ten years. So it just kind of feels right. Probably doesn't look the best, but it kind of feels right. Your goatee, anyway. your goatee is my bandana, right? You just can't give it up. Yeah, kind of, and I just kind of always had it. Yeah, that's so like, yeah, I'll just keep it going, type of thing. Yep. 